Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Everybody, hope you're doing fantastic. Greetings from Hungary. It is 12.30 in the afternoon. Just finished my lunch, and I am ready to roll. And this, my friends, 
is a very, very special session for me. I want to introduce you to my next guest. She's on the stage right now. Her name is Gita Nadkarni. And Gita, uh, let's get through the uh, official stuff first. So Gita was born curious, as we all are. Her gift is, uh, is that she figured out how to monetize that curiosity very early on and connected people to their deepest truth. She got her first paid writing gig at 12 years old and now in her 40s as a founder of impactwithinfluence.com, she has helped coaches and entrepreneurs <clears throat> infopreneurs all over the world grow six and seven figure businesses without sacrificing freedom, family time, or integrity. Remember that word. Her work has been featured in the New York Times, Forbes, CBM, CBC, CNN, ABC, Reader's Digest, and she has been a contributor to the Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, Inc., and much more. She's the author of How to Live Your Vision, Manifest Your Dream, Reality in Less Than 15 Minutes a Day, and the upcoming book, The Power of Ponder, How to Gain Confidence in Your Intuition and Become the Teacher You're Searching For. And, you know, when I posted here on Instagram today, it said, you know, what I think Gita's superpower is. And, you know, I was trying to come up with one, and there isn't one. You know, uh, just just for a quick story, before we move on, let me uh, have Gita say hello to everybody. How you doing, Gita? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I, I love you. you I just, just want to bottle you and wear you on my wrist. <laughs> well, the feeling's mutual. <clears throat> I, I think I choose a neck, though. But anyway, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so I met Gita about four years ago, and Gita was my first online coach. So I had, I, I was working offline. I was a turnaround business consultant and advisor for over 20 years. And I was, you know, doing really, really well. I decided to stay home with my family instead of traveling four days a week. And I was lost. I was like, man, how do I take this online? I have no idea. And uh, I reached out to Gita um, because I saw an ad. It was like, baby get booked. Baby got booked, it was called. I mean, how, how do you get booked uh, to be interviewed? And uh, I, I ended up joining her program, Impact with Influence. But it, it wasn't just joining the program. It was the how I joined the program. Because when I got on the phone with Gita, there was magic. And I felt seen, understood, appreciated, and completely um, elevated. And I was like, well, who is this? Who is this person? And so not only that, but she's hardcore. Like she'll tell you straight up, Stephen, stop talking. You're, 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 you're lying to yourself. This and this and this is what I see. This is what you got to do. And that's what I need as, as, a, as, a, as a man. That's just what I need or as a person. And uh, the thing about Gita is she has a beautiful way about her. Her tonality and her infl fluctuation in her voice, her directiveness, and, of course, her natural beauty as well as a woman is just something that really took to me. And I said, man, I got to work with this woman. Now, Gita... In her program, we'll talk about that in a minute, I took her eight-week program, and after four weeks, I couldn't continue anymore because I had so much business. I ended up making over 100K in her eight-week program. But oh, through the years, the last four years, Gita has helped me formulate, if you've ever read my book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, I, I spoke about the little Iraqi girl that I met in the desert who was burnt and how I dealt with that. Gita helped me articulate that. Gita helped me articulate my speeches, my keynote speeches. Gita helped me write articles for entrepreneur.com. And when this happened with my current situation with my wife, uh, who did I call? Of course I called Gita. Why? Because Gita's a friend. And Gita is someone who I love. And if you look at any of the clients and anyone who she's worked with, they're all friends. And so folks, uh, I just want to introduce you to one of the most amazing women I know, Gita Nadkarni.
Wow. I, that is, that is such a meaningful introduction. I love, I love hearing that, that my friendship and my care, I, that to me is much more important than all my media credentials. So, wow. Yeah. I, I have such a swollen head. I'm not gonna be able to fit through the door anymore. Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. So um, let's, let's just run, run down real quick. What, what you do in your words, so everyone knows where we're coming from today. Yeah. Um, I love, so my, I've been a storyteller since I was 10 and yeah. um, I came to that in a kind of funny way. So when I was, so I grew up in India, in Mumbai, I live in Montreal now, but I grew up in India and we followed the British schooling system thanks to colonialism. So you have like a hundred mark English language paper that's grammar and comprehension and essay writing, which I absolutely hated. Essay writing was my arch nemesis. And my my dad, and if you've watched any Bollywood movies and you've seen how absolutely melodramatic Indian parents are, it's all true, 100% true. So <laughs> my so my dad, um, my dad was a you know an award winning journalist and you know f celebrated for his English. So he was horrified when I was ten that I, I I got an almost failing grade on my English language paper, and he was like horrified that anyone carrying his DNA could almost flunk English language for us. <laughs> so, so he and my mom um, prepared, they basically created a program where my two younger sisters and I had to write three essays a week or we couldn't go out to play. So all summer vacation. Yeah, this is all summer vacation. And, and you know, I kind of kicked and screamed, but Indian parents, they don't care. They don't give a rat's ass whether you whether they're popular or not. They're like, no, this is the deal and this is what you're going to do. So to his credit, he made it really interesting. And I share the story because this is absolutely something that I'm doing with my children. My, my son is almost 10. My oldest son is almost 10. And it changed my life because what he did was he prepared, uh, each of us had a scrapbook. And then we would cut images out of magazines and we would create fictitious characters. And when we went out on family outings, he would teach us how to write reports on those family outings. We wrote book reports on our favorite bedtime stories. And then he would sit painstakingly and, you know, correct my work. And he'd be like, here's how an intro works. Here's how body copy works. Here's how a conclusion works. Here's how you connect them up. Here's how metaphors and similes work. Here's how you write a really strong headline. And by the end of that summer, I went from hating essay writing to absolutely falling in love with it and realizing that this is what I was meant to do. And my only advantage, like I'm really no super genius. I'm not smarter than anybody, but I was very, very lucky that I had a coach very early in life that didn't, that didn't listen to the voice of my resistance, but saw my potential in me and then pushed me towards it. So I'm super grateful for that. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, and I know you're, the way you restructured my stories and the way you restructured my speeches just made the, the entire difference. Um, but it's cool because, <clears throat> you know, I mean, let's, let's talk about when I met you real quick. Mm. Oh, yeah. I love that story. That's one of my favorite <laughs> stories to tell. So, so wait, wait, so get, so get this. Yeah. So you see Steven, right? He's like six, three gorgeous, super accomplished, has all these crazy accolades. And then he gets on, he's like, yeah. So he's like, Gita, I need your help to, to grow my audience. And I was like, oh, okay. So one of the things that I always do is I listen, I listen carefully. So my years of uh, being a journalist, I have more than three, almost three decades now. Um, <laughs> so I listen carefully to words that maybe other people miss. I don't know. And so he's telling me, he's like, I need, I need a bigger audience. I need this. And I was like, all right, so what's the size of your audience? And he tells me, oh, 130,000. <laughs> and I was like, wait, 
you need a bigger <laughs> audience than 130,000. He's like, yeah, but you know, my whole audience is broke. I was like, so wait, so you, you, you picked all the broke people on Facebook <laughs> and put them in an audience and that's your people. How'd you do that? Like, how did you target them so effectively? Obviously, that's not the case. I was like, what's really going on? He's like, well, nobody buys my stuff. And then I was like, all right, tell me what you do. And then he told me what he did. And I was like, I see why nobody buys your stuff. <laughs> nobody can understand what the fuck you do. Uh, so, so we fixed that. Like, literally, that's I helped him articulate what he did better. And I think you made 16 grand the next day. Was that yep. is that true? Yep. Yep, sixteen Something grand like in one day. In one because day. you have it. That's the thing. I, you've got the goods. You're genuinely amazing at what you do. You were just having trouble finding the words to express it. Online. And, Online. Yeah, that was my yes, issue because I went from exactly. offline to online. Exactly. And I was like, what am I doing here? And even though I knew I could do it, it was like, how do I communicate it? And you nailed it. Right. And you nailed it. And And it's funny because sometimes people come to me and – in a sense, what I help people do, there's a lot of other people out there doing it, right? They'll be like, oh, I'll help you build your high-ticket online coaching yeah. program and whatnot. There's a lot of people out there doing it. I'm sure some of them do an amazing job. What I'm interested in, though, is for me, the profitable business, the money that you make, the impact that you create, those are all byproducts. What I'm really interested in is, are you are you waking up lit up every day? Are you, have you managed to domesticate your demons? Like that to me is the most interesting part of the work. I'm more interested in that than I am in all of the money-making stuff. The money always comes as a, as a side effect. So what, I, so where we start and we have, you know, we have hypnotherapists and mindset coaches on our staff that work one-on-one yeah. -on -one with our clients. Yep, exactly. Right. Cause like someone like yep. Steven, right? Like what can you, from the outside, he looks incredibly accomplished and confident. And one of the problems that I perceived uh, at the time was that Stephen, everybody was so comp the the problem that he had was, well, Stephen, obviously that works for you. Look at you, look at who you are. Of course it works for you, but I'm just me. I'm broken. I'm small. I'm in inadequate. You know, your thing is not going to work for me. And what we had to do was humanize Stephen and allow him to let his, which you do so beautifully now, because all we had to do was remove some of those blocks. You had it in you. You've always been gentle and soft and vulnerable. It just wasn't coming through. Yeah. 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 Well, that was a, that was a journey for sure. Um, you know, when, when we first started, I remember that, that well, something that I took with me one of the massive things that I took with me that I've teached to thousands of people and specifically in this room about four times. And it's the one thing that I teach that everyone asks me for notes for, and that's your call, right? Mm. When you speak to somebody and that's the five questions, right? Where are you at right now? What's your status? What are your challenges? What have you tried to do to overcome those challenges? Why do you think that didn't work? And where do you want to go from here? And so I paraphrase, of course, but mm -hmm. that is probably the most powerful you know, lesson that I got from you as far as a structure goes. And I've had people in this room who said, okay, I took what you said and I used it the next day and I made money immediately. I closed every deal. And so that it doesn't works. come from, yeah, it works. It doesn't come from just anywhere because you, you know, you, you know, I'm, I was a face to face guy. I never did this online before. So it was all new to yeah. me. And I just, I'll just remember when you were doing that to me, I was helpless, man. I had no chance. I had to buy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I remember I was holding my credit card up to the camera so you could write the numbers down. That was crazy. Oh That's my funny. God, that was that was hilarious. Yeah, anyway, that was so. hilarious. Yeah, well, it's 
see, part of it's the structure, and I think the structure is super important. Mm -hmm. And part of it is your intention and yeah. your compassion and your empathy, yeah. because you can ask you can ask those questions in an aggressive manner, and you won't close the sale, and it won't it won't feel good to either party because it's coming from a place of desperation or it's coming from a place of inadequacy or insecurity. But if you ask those questions and you're genuinely there to receive whatever is there, whether it leads to a sale or not, no matter what, if you're there human to human, experiencing that with someone, I mean, it's it's what TM said, right? If people want to people be seen, uh, they want to be seen, they want to be heard and they want to be understood. Or maybe it was somebody else that said it. But- yeah. um, Tony. Tony, there you go, yeah. my apologies. I'm no, learning names, so. Um, so, so it, it, it's really that, and you don't. I mean, you could do it as a technique of manipulation, and then you'll 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 get what's coming to you. But um, if you if you did it as a technique of personal development, because one of the things that I teach my team, um, and something that I live by, is when I come up against resistance in someone, when I come up against, you know, pushback or closedness or anything like that in any context, whether it's in coaching or sales or whatever, um, I always ask myself, where does this energy live in my house? Like where, where, why have I, of all the billions of people in the world, is this person in front of me giving me this? It's because some, and, and if it's pissing me off, then definitely some part of that lives inside me and I'm bringing that energy of resistance to the table. And so oh learning God. to kind of gentle myself through the process has been just very rewarding. So it doesn't really so matter. Powerful. What so powerful, yeah. so powerful, you know, especially though it was through what I'm going through right now. Um, you know, I, have this, uh, I have this other coach and he, he said, imagine the other person. You have two ways to look at people in your life as, a, you know, your partners or your or whoever your friends are. You look at them as a separate person that you have to react to or you look at them as a mirror to you. And then mm -hmm. you you dictate your environment. So I approach, you know, like, you know, people or my wife now in a completely different way than I did before. And it's because of what you said, like what she sees in me is what she's going to reflect back to, to, to me. And the same goes for her and I. So if I don't take control of that and dictate what I'm feeling inside and the certainty that I have, then she won't have that. You know, it's, it sounds sort of paradoxical, but it's, if both of you, both of us are doing this, doing what we want to do, then we're going to have a communication, especially in mm -hmm. times of, uh, of, of argument and stuff. So mm -hmm. I love what you're saying there. Let's uh, shift gears a little bit. Mm. You know, you, you always talk about uh, one of the things that always struck me is you always talk about knowingness mm. over knowledge, oh, knowingness over knowledge. What, what does that mean and why is it important? So many times in my life, I've created suffering for myself when, you know, it's, it's important to gain knowledge. It's important to sort of stand on the, the shoulders of giants, read books, be mentored, listen to podcasts, all of that. But I don't know about any of you guys, but as a type A overachiever, I, I can overdo even the good stuff. And even water, if water is the most beneficial substance there is, but if you drink too much, you'll die. And I think that sometimes in our quest for knowledge, in our quest to find the shortest shortcut, and in our impatience, we, we sort of, we mainline knowledge and then it clouds our knowingness. So to me, knowingness is your inner knowing. This is where everybody has, like I challenge you, like every, every single one of you here, you have some example of something that worked for you that shouldn't have worked, that is not supposed to work, that science says isn't valid or whatever, but it works for you, correct? 
Can anybody tell me that, that that is not true for you? It could be something small. It could be something big, something where people are like, that's never going to work. And it totally worked. That's knowingness. That's where creativity and in, that's intuition, right? That's where your creativity mm-hmm. comes from. That's where your genius lives. And I have in on many occasions when I get into uh, places of insecurity, when I get depleted, if my self-care has slipped, what tends to happen is if you imagine, you know, one of those giant women's purses, like women who have yeah. purses, yeah. there's like 10,000 million things in there. So I feel like it's sometimes like that, where your no, your knowingness, your intuition, your genius, the absolute right way for you out of whatever predicament is you're dealing with, is at the very bottom, and then there's all this crap on top, kind of like you digging in there for car keys, right? You know they're in yeah. there, but you don't know, you cannot access them. So I'm a huge believer in, I do a practice called sitting in the dark. I call it sitting in the dark. So I'll sit, you can put on a, I put a sleep mask on, which just kind of helps me stay focused and it gives my body a physical cue. Just the touch of the fabric on my eyes really helps. I put on my big headphones and I listen to um, either binaural beats or some kind of instrumental music. And then I put myself in this state where I'm able to just kind of just, you know, release recalibrate, re-regulate my central nervous system because part of the problem is my central nervous system is out of whack. And so I'm spending a lot of energy just surviving, just just keeping everything running. And then it's like when I bring myself back to that centeredness, I, I keep a notebook on my lap. And then when I have an insight, I'll put up my sleep mask, I'll write down whatever comes to me. Sometimes it's images, sometimes it's colors, sometimes it's snippets of a song, sometimes it's dream. It, it almost never makes sense. So I just want to put this out there. 98% of the time, it will not make sense. And it doesn't matter. And you're going to write it down anyway. Okay. And you're going to just draw it, sketch it, write it, whatever your deal is. I do all of the above. Is that, is, then, that, is that what you call applied knowledge in, in that case? So you're, you have a knowledge and you're letting it flow and then you apply it you, to You have a it's... knowingness. No, that's yeah. your knowingness. And often okay. knowingness comes to you in the language of dreams. Okay. I mean. Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Dreams are weird, right? They're surrealistic. They don't always make logical sense. What what makes sense in a dream stops making sense when you wake up. And what I've noticed is, <laughs> right? What I've noticed is in with knowingness, knowingness, what what makes sense when you first, it doesn't make sense when you first write it down. It's the opposite of a dream. It's like, it doesn't make sense when you write it down. You're like, what the hell is that? Like, I have no clue what the hell this means. And then somehow, weirdly, a week later, it'll click and you're like, Oh, I see. I'll give you a a really great example. Something I'm working on right now. So my program is called Impact with Influence, right? The other day, I'm writing some, like I'm drawing in my art journal. So I'm drawing in my journal and I write Impact with Intuition. And when I look at it, I'm like, it feels right, but I'm kind of pissed off when I see it. So (laughs) I don't even have this whole like, oh, yeah, I'm such a genius. Like, it's not like that. Sometimes knowing this kind of pinches, you know? So I look at it and I'm like, fuck me, like I just trademarked impact with influence. And now I want to change the name 
And then that brought up some of my insecurities, which is, oh, Geeta, always changing her mind, never sticks to anything, is, in, is inconsistent, et cetera, et cetera. So I had all of this and I'm like, all right, I ride the wave. I just let it happen. And I'm like, all right, I don't have to buy any of it. It's a fucking art journal. No big deal. It's one page. I can turn the page. So I do. I turn the page. Three days later, I'm in a leadership meeting uh, with my team. And we're talking about the direction we're taking for 2022. And one of the things I wanted to do was to create a, a course, a free program uh, based on my first book, How to Live Your Vision, which has a lot of the rituals, has a lot of these thought processes that I use. And I wanted to create this, this program and put it out there, you know, for like whatever, 200 bucks or something like that. And I was like, I don't know what to call it. And I had sent a picture of my journal to Maria on my team. And, and then I, I have this brainwave on the meeting. I was like, oh, my God, we could call it Impact with Intuition. And she was like, that's, what I thought, that's why I thought you sent me that picture. So she saw it before I did. I drew it, but I didn't see it <laughs> until later. It's just it's like that. It, sometimes you have the breadcrumbs before you understand the pattern that they form. Right. Wow. What a trip. So what do you the people who join your program, I mean, I was one mm -hmm. of the, I would say probably at, at that time, I don't know how it is now. I was like one of the very few men in your group. Yeah. We're, I mean, I work with people of every gender. Yeah. Um, we're gender inclusive. Uh, it, there tends to be more women uh, that yeah. we, we work with typically. I don't know if that's because I'm a woman and people relate to me. And, you know, so we attract more women. I don't know. But uh, yeah. we work with people of every gender. What I, The people I don't work with are folks who are extremely aggressive, high desperation. So I'll explain what I mean by that. There's no judgment here. It's just that I know that that, that energy doesn't, doesn't get results with what I do. Um, if you needed to make money yesterday and your desperation level is, you know, through the roof, you're dysregulated, it's going to be very hard for you to calm yourself down and tap into your genius. And that's ultimately what I'm playing for. So right. if people come in, obviously wanting the money, everybody does, and that's normal. But if you're, if, what I don't want is people who are hypervigilant about the first sign of failure and then they throw up their hands and they're like, well, that's not working for me because that doesn't work. You have to sit with things. I, I just described my process, right? I had the answer before I could recognize it as the answer. If I right. had thrown it out, I wouldn't have it anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Awesome. Well, <clears throat> what you, you bring a, a uh, you know, you're, you're very professional. You have your form. You know your stuff. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But there's something about you that makes everything very personal. What is? I mean, what is that? I mean, why? Why do like everyone I talk to? Like I told Ramon, I'm like, dude, look at my guest. He's like, oh my god, Gita's my girl. Oh my god, you know. And so, like, <laughs> why Ramon. does everybody? Why does everybody react like that to you? What What is it about you that you think? And I know this is a weird question, but it's I, not. I, it's I a great question. Dig, great. I want you to dig deep and tell everybody here what it is, because maybe, just maybe, we can learn and we can all do that. I think we should all do that. I think what it is, I think what it is, is that I don't assume I'm better than you. I don't assume I'm better than anyone. In fact, again, it's, I'm always digging for where does this live in my house? You know, when someone comes to me with a huge amount of resistance or even being rude, I don't consider myself a rude person, but if someone's being really rude to me, um, I'll, I'll ride that trigger. I'll be like, all right, I'm pissed off. I, I acknowledge that I'm pissed off. But then I'm like, what is, where is this really coming from? And where do, where do I, when, where can I relate to that? So I think what I'm always looking for is the opportunity to relate. 
because more than anything, I crave connection. I love being connected to people. And I'm not a small talk girl. <laughs> like if you met me at a cocktail party, it's like we go deeper, we go home. So um, so I'm, I don't do small talk very, I just don't. It's not very fun for me. So what tends to happen is I like to go deep. And the only way to go deep is to relate human to human. Maybe. Uh, this makes me sound like I'm very evolved. I'm really not. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a regular person. I just don't put myself on a pedestal is all. Uh, you know, that's, that's nice. But I know Gita. I mean, I know Gita from the outside, right? And I, I think what it is, is you're open to uh, listening to anything. You won't yes. like cut, you, you know, and you won't cut somebody off. And you won't be like, look, you got to do it this way. You'll let that develop from the inside out, you know, and that's, that's, that's what really struck me. Cause when I did, I started your program and like I said, I couldn't even finish it. Cause I was making so much money so quick. I had no time, yeah. you know, and, 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 am I still the record holder revenue generator? No, you're not. actually. <gasps> what? Sorry. I got booted. Oh, it took yeah, three years. I was a, a king for three years. That's okay. Yeah. We have yeah. a, we had a couple who came in and made 200, $200,000 in wow. weeks. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and what was I? Um, the typical guy or the non-typical guy, what was like, if people are listening, like, yeah, like you said before, well, Stephen did that. Of course, you know, it's, 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 that's Stephen right. or whatever. What's, what's the, what's the, um, the, I, the I love that. So I, I don't think anyone's typical or non-typical in that sense of you brought in. So the people who have the, okay, I'll, I'll explain. So if someone's listening and be like, man, I want to make a hundred grand and I want to work with this girl and I want to make a hundred grand in eight weeks. Will you make a hundred grand in eight weeks? I can't guarantee that. In fact, I'm going to get you to sign an agreement that says specifically that I cannot and will not guarantee that because nobody <laughs> can, right? I'm not God. I wish I could. Then I would guarantee my own damn results, but I can't <laughs> because, right? Because results are, results are a side effect of the work. So I guarantee the work. Absolutely. That you will get in spades, but I can't guarantee what the timeline is. You will be successful. I don't know what the timeline is and I don't know what the numbers are going to look like. What I find is the people who hit it out of the park early in the program are people who um, have some sort of like they have some sort of circle that they've built. It doesn't have to be an email list. It doesn't have to be anything traditional, but you've got a network you can tap and they've got the goods. So if somebody is much earlier in their coaching journey, so we work exclusively with coaches and consultants. So if somebody is much earlier in their coaching journey, then what tends to happen is that it takes a little bit longer to build up their belief in themselves. Right. You came in with high belief in, the, in your ability to do the work. So all I had to do was help you articulate what is, what, what's in it for your clients and sort of how all the work comes together and why you're the one, right, for them. Yeah. I had, I, all I had to do was that. So you already had a lot of the other pieces built for some of the people that we work with who are earlier in the journey. And there's a lot of them. Um, you won't have such spectacular results out of the gate. You just won't, but will you make, you know, your first 20 or $30,000? Sure. So, yeah. you know, just to set well, realistic expectations. Well, you know, I got to tell you that like what I learned in, in your program, I've brought into uh, the M and A space and I'm literally mm. coaching, coaching 70 M and A professionals on how mm. to use those, how to use those five questions in conversation to, to build that massive rapport in order to close a deal on your terms and a win-win. Right. And I mean, mm -hmm. there's so much more behind what you're doing, uh, that I, I think people don't recognize is that that's literally my hallmark is when I go into these groups and I'm like, I have a, tonight, I have actually a live uh, call with an, uh, with a new M and a class. They, they do a quarterly uh, class with about hundred people. 
Mm-hmm. And, I, and I go in there and I talk about this. I talk about how do you build rapport with somebody. And that rapport is through conversation with those five questions. And that's all because of you. And I've, I've generated over a million dollars just with the one business since we met. And in the, in the real estate business, I've generated equity in 22 companies using that system that you taught me. And that. so I, I've, I've never told you this, but um, it's, it's, it's incredible. And after a while, you sort of make it your own, you know what I mean? But I want to give you sure. kudos and say, I, I'm going to give you kudos and say, you taught me that. And I'm not, I'm not, no, no shy, I'm not shy about it at all. You taught me um, how to be more effective in my rapport building in the beginning, even though I thought I was a pro because I was a sales guy. Right. Mm-hmm. I learned I, I learned disc and, you know, and all these, all, you know, all these the colors, the colors and all these personality that, tests. And right all these here. You know, See, right here. This is yeah. how knowing, knowing Trump's knowledge. You had yeah. all the knowledge. What you hadn't what you weren't bringing to the table was your knowing. When you have your knowing at the table, you can read somebody in a conversation. You can yep. feel into them. It's like almost like you're 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 melding consciousness with them. And then you're like, all right, what's actually here? And then if you can go in without judgment, with compassion, then I mean again, it's always a sale, whether money changes hands or not. You've yeah. sold somebody I yep. look at my job as I've sold somebody on themselves. If I've done that, I've done my job. There you go. There you go. Well, it, it is always sales, but you know, people think of it as sales. I don't think of it. You don't think of it as sales. No, I don't. It's like, who's this person in front of me? What kind of value can I add? I don't worry about the outcome. Focus on the intention, right? Like you were talking mm-hmm. about the intention. Focus mm-hmm. on the intention, not, not the outcome. We can't control the outcome anyway, so why, why bother, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was going to say just one of the things that I, I, you know, when I coach my my enrollment team, one of the things that I always tell them is like when you're hitting a wall with somebody, when someone is really untrusting or they're very defensive or they're just giving you monosyllabic answers, the thing that you could always bring to you, you there are two tools that you bring to the table that work every time. One is curiosity. This is my favorite. If there was, if I ever get stuck, this is the door through which, like you were talking about, about the matrix, right? This is the, the pill that I'll take. This is the doorway that I'll walk through. I'll be curious. I'll be curious. And the, the things I'm curious about are what's going on with this person and what's going on with me? Why am I triggered? What's going on here? And then the second thing is my honesty. It's like, I'll, I'll be like, hey, listen, I, you know, right now you're, you're not giving me very much to work with. And I totally get that. You're, you know, we just met and I'm asking you some really deep questions. If you're not comfortable yet opening up to me, I totally respect that, but I can't help you. Yeah. Well, and, and then you I know, give them that opportunity to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, curiosity breeds empathy. I, I, I heard yes. that, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, that's so true. And, but it's gotta be authentic. Like you really have to yes, be interested in, and then it. for you, and for you, before I landed with you, I did, you know, test calls with about four other coaches. And they were reading questions from a list. They weren't reacting to what I was saying. Like I answer the question, they'd ask the next question. They wouldn't even react or discuss what I just answered. And I was like, I was like, no way, this is horrible. And then mm. I went in. I felt like we had a conversation. I had no idea you had some kind of system because it didn't feel like it. Right? It, like you were I, tuned, tuned into me. Yes, and I see. I'm one of those people. I'm super spontaneous, but I. I am my most spontaneous self when I have a little bit of structure. So that's how my brain works. So I like to give myself, so, uh, you know, Stephen, you're familiar with my work. I teach in frameworks. I don't teach, I I won't, like, yes, you can, you'll come up with a kind of script, but the script is just your your training wheels. Like if you imagine you're you're riding a bicycle, you know how kids have those training wheels on the side? Yeah. That, those are your training wheels. They give you just enough stability until you internalize that sense of balance. After that, you can rip them off and go as fast as you want. So. 
you just need to have enough structure that if you get lost, if the conversation uh, you know, takes a detour or you get, you know, you're rambling or the other person's rambling and you want to bring it back, you know where to bring it back. You have a doorway to which, through which you walk. But over time, especially if you practice the structure, it becomes so intuitive that like, I mean, I can have my eyes closed. In fact, my favorite way to do it is to have my eyes closed the whole time. So I'm just feeling the person. That's my favorite. Well, I, I can, That's yeah, how I can see why that works. It's uh... That's almost, it's almost like a meditation, isn't it, in a way? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow, that's a trip. Well, um, <laughs> you know, usually we have a Q&A uh, around this time for the next 30 minutes. Let's, let's continue on a little bit more because, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, what we're talking about here, is, it's wonderful. It's great. It's, um, it's amazing, and it's helped me tremendously. But who's Gita? Like the non-professional Gita mountain climber, friend with Jesse Itzler, Gita. <laughs> uh, who's that? Jeez, I'm just a regular guy. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a regular girl. I, I, I'm someone who's. Um, I, I think I'm just really curious. I've always been curious, and I was very, very lucky. Again, this is my, this is absolutely luck of the draw. I can't take any credit for it. Uh, fate happened to bless me with people who encouraged my curiosity and didn't stifle it. So I was given, and you know, not everybody has that advantage in life, and I'm super um, uh, cognizant of that. Uh, we try to be as trauma-informed in our approach as possible, and I know that not everybody got that head start that I did. So I, I, I love, <laughs> you know, okay, let me, let me put things in context so that you don't think that I'm just some kind of, like, perfect guru person, because I really am not. I'm sitting right now in my fluffy bathrobe, and my desk is a complete disaster. Okay, so I'm messy. Um, I have, I am more organized than I used to be, uh, but my husband, who's like this minimalist organized person, poor thing, um, <laughs> we're, we're absolute opposites. And I'm, you know, I used to be tardy. I'm pretty punctual now. These are all things that I have improved and learned. I'm, I love laughing. Um, one of the exercises, so we've, we've, wow, we've, we've really expanded the program, Stephen, since you've been in it. Um, and we have a lot of a lot more tools because I'm I'm a huge personal development just junkie I guess you could call me, and um, I've been developing my own tools. I journal every single day, and so I, I pull things out of my journal when I see that they work for me. And so one of my joys in life is just to figure out things I already know, and that goes back to knowing, right? When I'll do things in my journal, I'll be like, "Wow, that was actually kind of brilliant. I wish I'd thought of that." And weirdly I did but I it just came through me and I didn't recognize it in the moment so my favorite thing is to kind of go back and harvest that and one of the things we've been working on we've been working on um, frameworks to help people further their thinking do you want me to share one yes please. Useful? please please so if you ever feel stuck like if you feel stuck for a long time and you're like oh I'm trying everything nothing's working this can be really helpful so I call it PSA, right? PSA like public service announcement, but it's not a public service announcement. So P stands for problem, <laughs> S stands for story, and A stands for alternative. So it's very simple. If you just write those acronym, write that acronym down, PSA. P is problem, S is story, A is alternative story. So P, so the problem is you just state the problem as simply as you can. Part of 
part of problem solving is knowing what the hell problem you're solving. I told you the story of, you know, Stephen coming to me thinking he had one problem. I need a bigger audience. And I helped him see that the, pro the reason he was stuck for so long is because he was solving the wrong problem. If, he, if I had helped him grow his audience, he would have had a bigger audience and an even bigger problem and felt like an even bigger failure. I had to help him solve a different problem, which then solved the original problem. Does that make sense? Yep. Oh, so totally. part of, yeah, so part of it is identifying the problem. Now, obviously, if you're not working with a coach, you may not be able to fight, you know, you're, you're super close to the problem, doesn't matter. Just identify the problem the way that you see it. No big deal. I use this to self-coach all the time, right? So I'm not always doing this supported either. So I'll identify the problem and be like, I, I, you know, I hate the way I feel in my body. I, you know, I really don't know how to get more clients, whatever that may look like. I wish I could find a lover, whatever that is. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know where to look, whatever your problem, like, try and make it as simple as possible. And then you're going to write the story that goes with that problem. So all of your, all the story that you have going around it, I've tried this, nothing seems to work, the harder I work, it, you know, the worse it gets, uh, I'm unlovable, uh, all the bad, all the good ones are taken, whatever your story is, everybody's yeah. got one. Yeah. Most of the all the good ones are taken. All the good right. ones are taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Like, right. Everybody. Someone stole them. my idea. Someone stole my idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you want to write those all out, and it's right here you're going to have some insight because you're going to see what your unconscious assumptions and belief systems are. So, a belief is just a a, a belief is simply a thought that you have thought many times. Right? If you think a particular thought many, many times, it becomes a belief. Once it becomes a belief, it's like a concrete wall. You don't even notice that it's there anymore, but you always, you know, you stay within it. You, you walk around it. You don't challenge it. You don't walk through it anymore. So right here with story, you're going to examine your beliefs about your situation. You're going to examine your habitual thoughts about that particular situation. Now you're going to stand up, shake yourself out. This is important. Having a physical state change really, really helps the quality of this exercise. If you continue to do it, it'll still work-ish, but it'll work better if you stand up, shake yourself out, notice any tension in your body, breathe into it, try and loosen it up. Then you sit back down and you tackle the A. The A is the alternative empowering story, right? So this is where you want to come up with, like, what could another, and again, Approach with curiosity because you're going your your internal resistance, your victim self is going to be like, Wah, but no, I've tried everything. I've tried everything. <laughs> and then it doesn't want to show you anything else, right? Wah. And <laughs> I, I bet you your victim self is, is very quiet compared to mine. So I really had to work with this. Um, so then with your alternative empowering story, you want to say, okay, what you just approach with curiosity, be like, what could a different story be? So if you can't choose it as a pathway. You could just choose it as a thought exercise and be like, well, it could be this, you know, it could be that I just need some time alone. It could be that, um, you know, my messaging isn't clear. One of the reasons I'm not attracting clients is because my messaging isn't clear. It could be that I need some mentorship. It could be that I need some time alone. It just, whatever, whatever your thing is, your knowing your intuition is going to come through and inform you. What you already know will come through there. And then you can let it sit. And then you can choose, you know, if you've ever heard the parable of the the native little boy watching a pair of wolves fight, right? There's a dark wolf and a light wolf. And the dark wolf 
you know, metaphorically represents the darkness in you, your shadow self, your anger, your angst, your pain, your jealousy, your judgment, all of that. The light wolf represents love and peace and collaboration and all of those good, good feelings. So he's watching these two wolves fight and he says, daddy, which wolf is going to win? And his dad turns to him and says, the one you choose to feed. Mm. And so you have the S and the A right on your paper now. And it's so important to write this. If you try sitting and thinking this, it won't work. You have to write it out because your hand knows things that your brain won't allow. So let it out. And now you're going to be able to see your dark wolf and you're going to be able to see your light wolf. And you get to choose which story you feed. And how do you feed those stories? You act, you, you feed them with action, right? So which, which story do you act on? Which story do you make time for? Which story do you encourage in your mind and celebrate when, when you make progress on versus the other? Those are the ways that you, that you move forward. Does this make sense, guys? Heck yeah, it makes sense. I love it. You know, it's, it's funny you're practical. Oh yeah, yeah, it is very practical. Let's, let's let's speak about practical. I'm 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 known for tangibility. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why uh, we get so, along. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I mean, I'm spiritual. You know that all the plant medicine, mm-hmm. everything. But but when it comes down to it, I like bridging the gap between the spirituality and the business, and actually crushing it in business in a way that's positive and you know productive and friendly and nice and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's a byproduct of living by hit, which is when we met, I was the hit mm-hmm. man. So, um, integrity, transparency. I remember. There you go. There you go. Wow. Good memory. Um, yeah. and, and so when, when you talk about those, those energies inside the dark, the dark wolf and the, and the light wolf, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, that's massive because a lot of people don't realize that we feed on that negativity all day, every mm-hmm. day news, every, you walk around, it's like, no matter what, everybody's negative in some yeah. way, shape or form. And that to be conscious of that. And to be able to write that down and be conscious of it and then catch yourself and create a habit out of, out of doing that intrinsically, it's going to change your life. Absolutely. You know I mean? I've, I've had to do that in the last, you know, couple of weeks, months. I imagine. Yeah. And, and we uh, all, it, you know, big or small problems that yeah. they, they t- if you don't catch them early, they tend to snowball. And yeah. something I want to say, you know, before we move on, um, and I'd love to take questions if folks have them, yep. but the, you know, like when you take the metaphor of the wolves, I want to mention that wolves travel in packs. Your dark wolf is, you, you, you don't want to kill it because fear has a purpose. It, it, it cautions you. It shows you. It, it signals obstacles or dangers, which are real. And if you try to kill that side of you, you're going to end up hurt. So your intention is not to kill this member of your pack, but you just you just want to make sure it's not the one that's leading. So you, right. you're going to feed the you're going to feed your light wolf so that that wolf is always stronger. That's always the one keeping all the other wolves in line and leading. So that's all. I just wanted to put that out there. Okay. Wow. Um, wow. This is a quick this is a quick room today. Um, all right. So let's open it up for questions. Um, anyone have any questions for Gita directly? Hey, Stephen. This is Ramon. Can I just I Ramon. Hey, listen, Gita, I just wanted to say, everybody, the reason why Gita is so amazing, killer what smile, killer what brain, and please help Stephen Kuhn, she can help you, Stephen, back to you, brother, Gita, it's good to hear your lovely voice, we'll reconnect in 2022, but I just wanted to update and amplify and say your session was fire, thank you, Stephen, thank you, Gita. Thank you. See that already. Big fans, big fan club. All right, who who has questions for Gita, and and, and dig deep, she's uh, good at it. Go ahead. Can you hear me? All right. Good morning, everyone. Um, 
quick question. I just want to know uh, where can we get some contact information from you? I looked in your bio. I didn't see any information. So, um, If you go to impactwithinfluence.com, I'm also Life with Gita on Instagram if you want to DM me. So life with Gita is G-E-E-T-A. Um, you could also send me an email. Uh, no one can spell my last name. So it's Gita at Gita Nadkarni, N-A-D-K-A-R-N-I.com, if you like. But impactwithinfluence.com will give you a pretty good idea of what I do. And then you can always like sign up, watch my training. And if it resonates, we can take that further. If you want to just contact me personally, you know, Instagram would be a good place. Yeah, I would suggest. Oh my! Or and 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 if you're a coach or consultant, I have a free Facebook group called Messaging That Makes Money. So it's messaging. Make sure you put that because there's somebody else that has a different group with a similar name. It's Messaging That Makes Money, and I go live in there. I teach trainings and share. You you'll get more out of the free group than you will out of the last ten thousand dollar program you purchased. I promise. Yep, I agree. I agree. Awesome. So, thank you. Who else? Yes. Anyone else? Um, me, please. Tark here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, thank you so much, Stephen, for creating such a great conversation and for Breakfast with Champions for always bringing value to us. It was a great, great, great insights. Geta, thank you for sharing that. My question is about what if um, coaches and consultants that are interested to expand their services to other countries and other cultures, what are your top three tips to help them do that? So the first tip that I'll always give you is you have to know who your ideal client is. And now the way that most people teach, uh, you know, picking a niche or a niche, however you choose to pronounce that, is you have to figure out your demographics and your psychographics. And all of that is useful information because it feeds, you know, Facebook's algorithm or it'll feed your advertising algorithm and t tell them, you know, where to, where to look for your target audience. But the way that we teach niching is you want to get crystal clear on how this person feels on the inside. And one of the ways that we do that is we use you, your insecurities, your desires, your doubts, your fears, your blocks, all of that. We use that as a blueprint because my belief is that if you've chosen coaching as your vocation, God knows there's plenty of easier ways to make money that are less triggering on the daily. But if you've chosen coaching as your vocation, your you're in it to solve a problem primarily for yourself. At least that's how I approach all of my work. So as, as I've talked about it all morning this morning, I look at, I, like, I'm always the biggest user of my own stuff, right? So I have a deeply vested interest in finding the answer to a problem because ultimately it's more for me than it is for anybody else. And it's when I find it for me, then I'm in a position to share it with everybody else. So the very first tip that I will give you that transcends culture, language, geography, etc., is who is your person? Not what they look like on the outside or how somebody else would describe them, but like, who are they inside, in private? Because if you can get into that, then your messaging will stand out from the noise, especially these days, my friends, because Facebook just lost a huge amount of the data that it used to use to target. And... People, advertisers are hurting. And part of the reason for that is because Facebook cannot target the way that it used to. The only way to stand out from the noise and actually get the results that you want is for your messaging to be so almost like, it's almost like you're reading somebody's mind. 
and you and yes you can do that on at scale you can do that when you're not one on one with somebody you can literally read your ideal client's mind and and articulate their deepest fears their deepest desires their the stories that they, you know the psa the stories that they tell themselves if you are first you do it for yourself and then you share what you've done in your messaging and those people are going to be like how the frick does this person know me so well like do they have a camera in my house like that's what we hear from our clients all the time <laughs> right so yeah. you asked for three tips but this one tip i think is going to be worth all three is if you can get that clear on who you want to work with that's going to really help so that makes sense awesome awesome Thank you so much. Tarek, is that good? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really You're welcome. Good. Thank you so much. All right. Who's next? Bring it on. We've got 10 minutes. Let's hear it. Who's got questions for Gita? I'm not sure if you're... Uh, hello, my name is John. I'm not sure if you're able to say it, but uh, what are the... What are, like, the five that uh, that uh, Stephen was mentioning, the five questions? You want me to say it? Oh, Stephen, you could say it. Yeah, them. okay. Yeah, 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 of course. It's the five questions are, again, I just had, like, six people write me in the back channel. I was just copying and pasting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's your status, your current status right now? Like, where are you at? What are your challenges currently? What have you um, done? So, number one. Yeah, so number one, where are you at right now? What's your status, your business status? Where, where are you at or your personal status, right? Number two is what are your current challenges? Number three, what have you done to try to overcome those challenges? Number four, why do you think that didn't work? Basically asking them, why are you here, right? And then number five is where do you want to go from here? And you use it not like that, you use it in a conversation. Like, I'd be like, hey, Gita, how you doing today? What's going on? Oh, I'm doing all right, Steve. Uh, you know, I said, where are you from? I'm from Canada. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've never been there. I've been there or whatever. And say, so what's up? Give me, a, give me a status report. Where are you at right now in your business or in your private life, whatever the coaching session is? And that's how the conversation starts. It isn't like, okay, Gita, you ready? One, two, three, four, five. It isn't like that. It's, it's, it's straight up conversation. And sometimes it takes 30 minutes. Sometimes it takes 10 minutes. Sometimes it takes two hours, depending on what your limit is. And depending on what kind of business it is, because when I go into an M and A deal, I'm not going in there for 30 minutes. It'll be an hour meeting at least. Yeah, and yeah. and part of the reason is you're listening again. If yeah. the whole reason that that Stephen, you gotten so good at this, and and the reason that I'm so good at this, is not because I'm I'm psychic or anything like that. It's because I practice this on myself. So when you when you practice, like when you do, for example, the PSA. Uh, the PSA framework, when you use that over and over, don't just use it once and be like, oh, wow, that was amazing. Like I've had, now I've gotten everything I could out of it. Keep using it. Every time you use it, uh, there's another tool called the Clarificator. It's in my book. So if you want to get my book, it's called How to Live Your Vision. It's available on Amazon everywhere um, in every country. Find, it's called the Clarificator and it's a series of five questions and it's going to help you identify your deepest subconscious fear or block. And when you use that tool over and over, what tends to happen is, first of all, you're going to be able to release those blocks by yourself, like just with the tool. And what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to identify effectively when they come up in someone else, because you're going to be, you're so tuned in and you're not afraid of it, right? So your mind is not shielding you from somebody's block. Your mind is not shielding you from their pain because it triggers your own. Because you've dealt with your pain, you're able to be with their pain with compassion, and you're, you're going to be able to recognize what's actually going on. So somebody might give you certain words. So so often, I mean, I probably even in our conversation, Stephen, when we first spoke, is you told me something, and I was like, hey, wait a minute, there's something hinky about that. 
And I know that there's something I need to explore in whatever he just told me. So I won't just take his words at face value and keep going. I'll be like, hey, you just said this. Can you tell me more about that? Because yep. I know there's something there. I can pick it up. That's why it works so well. Yeah, and it's because you're you're actually for real curious, and I, I and I yes. love that about and 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 like I said, it isn't like you're like okay, I need to close this per, I need to close this deal, I need to close the sale, you know. I mean, back in the day when I was you know growing up in the sales, it was like close the sale, close the sale. Then it was like we can't use the word close anymore. Let's use the word start, start a relationship. You know, these are all structures that are fine to get started, but once you get to the point where you're doing what you're doing or what I'm doing, that doesn't work anymore because they're going to feel it. Like you said, they're going to feel that pressure that you're putting on them. You're going to feel that uncertainty or that neediness that you have to close the deal, right? And so when when you're talking about being uh, curious, you know, and asking questions, again, that creates empathy. And that's where the natural flow of conversation goes. And that's where the rapport gets built, where people just feel like, whoa, you know, like this person, feel, I feel like I know them forever. And that's how it was with you. I mean, I trusted you immediately. Mm. And I mean, we did all kinds of stuff. You wrote me, you wrote, you wrote my, you helped me edit my articles, my speeches, and um, even even the book. Which, by the way, I don't do officially. I just did for Steve yeah. because I'm his friend. I just want to put yeah. that out there. Please don't come to me for that. I can't no, no, I, I made her do it. I made her do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, Steve, sorry to cut you off. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. I had to, I had to pull over real quick because I, I wanted to like actually write it down. I got two of them. I got, where are you at? Uh, and then I got the last one, which was uh, where are you trying to go with with uh, send me a DM, send, send me a DM, and I'll send me a DM here on on Clubhouse, and I'll and I'll I'll send send you the uh, questions. Yeah, is that all right? It'll it'll take a second because I already have it copy and pasted. Sound okay, brother? And I just right. want to say one of my favorite things is watching my work evolve in other people's hands, like what you've done with this framework and the way that you use it to feed your business. That makes me so freaking happy. Like, I I love it. I love it. I not have no not as happy as it makes, not I, as happy as it makes me. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. It's so fun. Like I am astounded, on a regular basis, delighted by the the way that our clients use some of my work and evolve it and add their own little tweaks and twists to it. And I'm just like, damn, that's so smart. I wish I thought of that. Like. And then it's it just it just it flourishes and grows and that's the whole. That's the seed you're planting, you know. I mean, you know, yeah. you know. Um, that's how I'm gonna live forever. Yeah, yeah. TM TM was talking about that, you know, the mustard seed and the ants and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And that's that's mm -hmm. you planting that seed, taking the lead, and so a perfect a perfect uh, perfect analogy there. All right, we got time for about two or three more. Anyone else have any questions? Yes, I have a question. Please. Yes, this is um, you see my I'm, I'm Dr. Love Jones. I have a question. You asked, uh, how do you discover who is going to be your uh, the client, your ideal client? Like, what is the process that you do within yourself for you to discover who will be the person you're looking for, your ideal client or your avatar? It's Javon. I'm, I... Got it. Got it. So we actually have a whole week in my program dedicated to exactly this. I'll do my best to give you a short answer, but we have, I literally have like, you know, 40 or 50 questions that I've sequenced that I, uh, that we ask our clients. So it's a video that you watch. And then the way that we do it is we create a, a list of, so I don't, I, we, again, we don't niche the typical way 
that everybody else teaches where it's like you figure out, oh, what, what kind of car do they drive and what kind of breakfast do they eat and how many children do they have and post-secondary education, all that crap. I don't care about any of that because I find that when it's, when it's the kind of person, could be a mom, could be a single man, could be a grandpa, like it could just it doesn't matter. So what we do is we look at what are their pain points? How do they experience the symptoms of their discomfort, like whatever is bothering them? What are the symptoms of it? And so we make two columns, we call them pain and bliss, and we get crystal clear on what the pain points are. And again, this is a very nuanced process. So usually when we work with clients, you're gonna go through this process, you're gonna watch the video, you're gonna do your best thinking, you're gonna brain dump all of this into our structure, and then you're gonna submit it for review. And then I'm everybody's coach, but in addition to me, people get their own dedicated copy coach. So now you're gonna get detailed feedback where we're gonna push your thinking, where you think you're done and you're like, damn, that was deep. Like that was the best thinking I've ever done in my life. I'm so clear now we'll take you that extra 20% that you wouldn't have gotten by yourself. So we'll go a little bit deeper. We'll be like, hey, tell me more about this thing. You know, or this seems really vague, or this is repetitive. Like, let's collapse this, let's expand this. And that way, that's how we get you to get that clear. You're looking for what are the symptoms of somebody's pain? So what do you do? I'll give you a concrete example. What do you do? What do you do, brother? You there? No, nope, I guess not. Oops. Oh, oh. Well, he was. Yeah, he's Doctor Love Jones. You there, Javon? Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm driving oh. and I went through a rough area. All right. Fair enough. What I do? I'm I'm an author and I do. Mm -hmm. I'm also um, a coach and a speaker. Okay. So if I were to answer that question, I would say, I would talk about the transformation that I create. Because what I do to create the transformation is less important to the audience than the transformation that's in it for them. Do you see? So what do you help people with, Dr. Love? How people connect to a higher version of self so they can connect to the reason why they, why they exist and, why, and what their purpose is. Okay, so you help people find their purpose. So what are some of the symptoms of not having a purpose? How do people wake up and feel in the morning? How do they lose energy during the day? How does it affect their relationships? So, so what happens is when a person don't have their purpose, what they end up doing is they end up living life vicariously to what they believe is ideal to them. So they will search for money, the cars, the lifestyle, or they try to do things that emulates what they think makes them feel good. But what causes them is while they're doing that, they're draining themselves of the true happiness of what they want in their own life. Right. So what you would do, what you would do is you would, um, the, a, a huge part of what you're going to do to figure out who your ideal client is, you're going to sit and think about all the different things that they do. What do they feel? What do they think? So think, feel, do is one of the tools that we use in our program as well. So we, we're like, what do they think? What do they feel? And what do they do? What actions do they take? And then you're gonna get crystal clear on these. And then you're gonna talk about, you're gonna give people examples in your storytelling upfront and your free messaging. You're gonna describe their lives to them through this compassionate but clear lens. And then they're gonna read that or they're gonna watch that and they're gonna be like, damn, that's me. What else does he know about me, right? And then that's what pulls them into your funnel. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, that makes tons of sense. Awesome.
Well, man, we're at the end. Dang. I just, Dang, saw, Grant went fast. I just, I just, see, I just saw Grant Cardone come in the room. Hey, Grant, how you doing? Good to see you here. I know you don't want to be up on stage. I tried to invite you, but uh, I'm not sure if you're up there yet. But um, thanks, thanks for dropping in. You missed, uh, you missed the bomb drops from, uh, from uh, Gita, but I'm glad you're here. Yeah, so uh, awesome uh, that everybody was here. Gita, you know, I, I truly love you as a sister. It's Aww. incredible. You know, and uh, you've helped me so much in my business, in my personal life, in my relationships, in my speech, keynote speeches, in my book. Um, it's just, it's, uh, you know, without you, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And I can honestly say that without Aww. any fluff, without any fluff. And I'm, I'm, I truly, truly appreciate you um, as this old combat veteran uh, fades off into the sunset today at 1330 <laughs> my time. Um, I just want to give you a big hug and say thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom with the Breakfast of Champions. Can we get a round of applause for everybody, please? Just unmute and give a big hoorah. Hoorah! hoorah. Yeah, hoorah. Thank you. Right. Super Gita, Gita you. any parting words, Gita? Yeah, awesome. just if, I, I, several of you have written to me asking me how to get in touch. Um, the best thing, just send me a back chat, send me a, a private message, and I can get you hooked up either to the free group. So if you're still curious, you want to get to know me better, that's totally fine. I've got a bunch of resources. I have a blog on the Impact with Influence channel where you can see case studies of people that we've helped, uh, some of my thinking. So my job in life, my goal in life is to be your thought partner and to help you enhance the quality of your thinking. And usually by doing that with you, it helps me enhance the quality of my own. So we're in it together. Thank you so much. Awesome. Co-creation, yes, and perfect action. Co-creation, Gita's a superstar. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. And now, Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.